When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, boys and girls, before we get to the show, I got to make beef business your business because the number one beef business is Hassle Cattle Company, purveyors of that delicious Wagyu beef. They're giving away a $200 gift card and a cooler to one lucky winner. It's easy to enter. Just head to the DNVR Sports Twitter page and click the link to our pin tweet. It's free. You can win money. It's a sweet cooler. And you get notified about all their best deals. Speaking of deals, while we're on the topic, Hassel's hooking you up with 10% off your entire purchase. Just use code DNVR10 at checkout. And I know what you're thinking. Do I have to be a new user? I've already saved on Hassel Cattle Company thanks to DNVR. Here's the good news. You get it every time. DNVR10, 10% off every time you check out Hassel Cattle Company. Damn good beef. But I probably it also does suck, though. There's, there's two sides of the coin. No, that's a little bit of Two sides every story. Two sides of everything. What is up? Man, first look at ourselves in the thing here. That's very jarring. It is really I was really ready to go until I got the mirror at myself. I look so small. Wow, we do have a big size discrepancy here. Yeah, I've noticed that in our time. <laughs> real father-son thing we have going on. It's really rough for my psychological profile. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DNBR Nuggets podcast, a.k.a. the DNBA show, a.k.a. the off-season lounge. I, in the uh, tweet out, vote called this the preseason, preseason superlative. No, I thought, is it, is it preseason? Preseason as in occurring before the regular season. Hyper correct, but not correct. That's, yeah. <laughs> We're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR whenever ever you sign up. Uh, Harrison Wind, D Line Co. have both abandoned us once again. Wind quit. You moved the show to 10 a.m. He's, <laughs> he's just like, forget this. Man. We think it's a bit. He's moved on. The people will know there was a lot of complaining when the show was moved to 10 a.m. internally. Yeah, I believe Eric's uh, response was whack. It's <laughs> a direct quote. Very whack. That was a direct quote. Um, none of you guys don't have kids, though, as far as you know. Yeah, I hope so anyway. Yeah, no, just my dog waking me up. But, you know, who cares about that? I will say, so today's show, we're going to do some NBA superlatives, mostly Denver Nuggets superlatives, a few NBA superlatives as well, where we talk about, you know, the best, the most interesting, the most likely to fail, you know, all these different things. Uh, Looking at the Denver Nuggets roster, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, First, I have to bring up the topic of the day, though, for for me as I'm driving in. We have officially entered the best time of year. How's that? 
this like from right now, the last week or so of August to the till basically Halloween. Longest days or what? No, no the longest days are gone. I know we're actually yeah, getting shorter and shorter. Yeah, the sun's yeah. going down at like seven o'clock. I've noticed it's pretty, that. It's, it's kind of a drag. Yeah. No, but it's the perfect temperature now. Oh, I see. We went through the heat, and now and then also like at night, it's just it's in like three weeks it'll be just cold enough. You might have to put a, a little light jacket on to go outside. Sure, oh, you know, in the, the evening. Oh, it's the best. I, I I'm being serious about this. This is honestly the best time to be in Denver. If you ever come to visit Denver, this is like September's perfect, but. This is like close to perfect. And apparently the rest of the summer is a no-go unless you're into fire smoke. Man, but this is a new thing, I feel. It's a bummer, dude. I know. More, it's a real, real better new thing. You're I. right. Summer, July, August, everybody thinks like, okay, pool, you know, this or that. No, it's just smoke. Smoke. September, though, I think top month. All right. Do you well, have a top month? Let's fantasy draft months on Wednesday. September. Uh, There's out. only enough to do this for two people, so we could go. I'll go September. All right. I'll take uh, May. It's my birthday month. <laughs> Such a selfish reason for this. I'll go October. Uh, I'm going to win this draft. All right. I'm going to pander, and I'll take uh, December. For Christmas? That's right. <laughs> you're, you're getting the broad ones. I'm going to win the Colorado demo. Let's finish the draft. Um, the I'll go June. So I've got September, October, June. I don't know, man. Long as we have the solstice in June. Um, I quit. You quit. You're already done. I'm out. I don't. I only know like four months. <laughs> you took three of them. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, do you have any nuggets thoughts? We get to talk to Jason Terry today. I'm very excited to do that. I'm very excited. Are you, are you seriously very excited? I am. I'm genuinely. I mean, look, man. We got. We're entering that stretch of the year. Best time for the weather. Toughest time to uh, <laughs> to work on content. What I'm saying so. is, people should get outside right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna try our hardest. But if you choose else something else, we understand. Um, I'm, I'm excited to hear from him too, and just kind of, you know, the obvious question is kind of about Bones Highland and how much he's seen. Bones, <laughs> this is where we shoehorned. You know, he's like Jason Terry. I mean, abstractly, <laughs> like he's he's a guard that can score and has swagger. Sure, and yeah. shoots threes. Absolutely. The swagger thing is interesting. I was asking Wind this too. I'm curious because these guys are so much younger than us, more so than we'd like to admit now. Like, had just, you know, how aware is Bones of Jason Terry? Like, he was pretty Man. young. He was probably like 10 or 11 when that title went down. You really get, you really notice this like the older you get, the way like Michael Jordan has become just this. He's a meme. To yeah, he's like a meme. Yeah. And even, um, it is funny that Kobe is the one that's like, that's just like, that's the one that has stayed now for this next generation. Frozen. Even LeBron and, is, is, yeah. is whatever. Um, but yeah, Jason Terry, definitely not. How good was he? Like, what's an equivalent of Jason Terry in today's NBA? You know, like, no, he's not Will Bar. I mean, if you're, I'm, I'm just talking about like Jason Terry was the, the second guy on a championship team. He was like very well known. But he wasn't a, like a superstar. He wasn't like an all, even yeah. really like an all-star. Maybe like cap. a C.J. McCollum. Sure, or something, I guess. I think C.J. Yeah. McCollum maybe would be my, my best equivalent. Wynn made the point that Terry is almost known for his presence and his personality in a way that transcends his actual contributions right. on the floor at times. So. And he did the thing, and this is the corniest thing. It's happened a lot and usually doesn't work out, but he did the thing where he got the championship tattoo before the season. That's I feel <laughs> like that's he's almost as known for that. That and getting absolutely soul eaten by lebron james and that celtics dunk yeah that's oh man i have thing. a great one here from it looks like dennis yapsik fred van vliet i think that's a good i think that's a really good one. Oh, i like that that's about as good as i could think where everybody knows him he's capable of putting up a 50 piece but he's not like if you're building a super team you're like he's my number two sure he talked jason terry chirped out definitely there. chirped wonder if he's gonna chirp as a coach 
that's why I'm excited to talk to him. I told this story in a while the when I was playing in college and we played. I think it, I can't remember what school it was. Man, I wish I think. Oh no, I do remember. It was Rut- Rutgers Camden, okay. and the coach showed up in a tracksuit with a, a a giant chain, and the whole time his whole coaching was just shake him, shake him. He kept yeah. yelling at the players. That man was connected to. Let's just. Get <laughs> he was that a terrible coach, way. and they never. None of the players ever shook anybody. <laughs> <laughs> shake the him. whole time, and he would just like, sit there right. and talk. I wonder if if Jason Terry's going to be that way, where he just talks shake talks shit to the other team. I I hope so, actually. I hope so. That would make for a lot of fun. Um, the chat, a little bit dead today. If you guys do have any superlatives for us, and you kind of see these as we get going, send them, send them our way, um, and and you know we'll obviously get into this. But I, this was really the, the big topic for me that I wanted. This is what started me thinking, oh, we should just do superlatives. Is I was sitting here thinking about who's going to have the most interesting season for the Nuggets. Not best, not worst. Just who is the most interesting player Heading into the season in your eyes. Yeah, there's two, but there's a million ways to answer any of these sure. questions with. Um, this is such an open ended question. Michael Porter Jr., for example, you could squeeze There's a lot of ways to get to him through this sort of method. Aaron Gordon, I think it's a good one. I think Aaron Gordon. Um, what again? I, I was talking about this with Harrison, so apologies for the for the repeat points. But how do you view Aaron Gordon in an offseason? He's he's still young. Yeah. And this is a new environment, so could he get better? Are we expecting a lot of individual improvement? Or is it at this point, do we know what Aaron Gordon is, particularly in Denver, hyper defender, pretty limited offensive player? How he answers those questions, what his role is with the team, uh, how he looks physically. A guy I who, think he's going to look – oh, okay. Well, no, no, no. Sorry. Like in terms of how spry and athletic, yeah. explosive he looks – we saw, I, I think, a, a small handful of dunks in a Nuggets uniform. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it would be nice to get, like, a couple posters. The thing about Aaron Gordon last year was, you know, allegedly he had this ankle injury that had kind of been defined his entire season. So you wouldn't notice it from watching him because he still was at, like, regular athletic. But, you know, everybody you talk to with the team says that, yeah, you didn't get to real Aaron Gordon if he's back. It's almost an if because, you right. know, you never know how an ankle will heal fully or this or that. But if he's fully back, like his athleticism is a whole other notch above. And, of course, we saw this in the dunk contest. We may be early in his career. But that is – it's funny because I agree with you that he has the widest range of outcomes. But I kind of find him uninteresting as a player. Hmm. But what Do about you agree like, by the, with that or not really? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm interested by him. I'm interested by it, but, but just for those exact reasons, I think if you look at the first situation he is, you know, maybe both the team and his misunderstanding of, of what kind of player he should be and how young he is still, how young he is. I mean, I think he's a guy that can be treated as a known quantity, but I'm not sure that he is. Man, that's one of my things. And a little bit later on, we're going to be talking about highest scores and stuff like this. And you're right. He's 26. Like he's. Allegedly, this should be the best season of his career by by a fair margin. Like you get it to twenty seven, you're starting to have your peak years. Sure. So this year, he's a really good one because I agree with you that he's so interesting because he could have this year that we're not expecting. The thing is, that I kind of expect good from him to be great defense and like underwhelming. Most you know twelve to fifteen points most nights, and every now and then he busts out for like twenty eight, and we're like, ooh, big night from Gordon tonight. Sure. But it's not necessarily spectacular twenty eight. Even it's like okay, he got a bunch of free throws. Some backdoor cuts, hit a couple threes we didn't expect. Right. 
You know well, what I mean? Do you see a dynamic like? Uh, no, no, I know, I know what you mean. I don't think it's going to be like, wow, look at this ready to go third option, you know, in Denver kind of complete player or anything like that. I do think he'll do most of his damage in between the cracks as he did on that healthy squad last year. Who piques your interest though? Aaron Gordon's a really good, a really good one. It just feels a little bit weird to me, but I do think he has. If we think about interesting as the most like mysterious like what's going to happen with this player widest range of outcomes is clearly him but i don't think he's most interesting just because i think the ceiling on him is from maybe i'm wrong on this but the ceiling for him is a little bit lower sure um so for me it's the boring answer it's michael porter jr yeah and he did this a little bit last year and i do wonder if there's anything he could do in the regular season I don't wonder this. There's definitely something he could do in the regular season. He'd average 28 a game, and then that would be like, wow, that was very impressive. But I do wonder if he's averaging like 20, 21, 22 points per game. Are we going to walk away hyper-impressed with him? Because he basically did this sure. for two, three months. So we've already seen what that looks like. I think it'll come down to how he's getting those points, right? I mean, is it more of the same? Is it more of what we didn't see, right? Some of the how, ball handling. Oh, okay, okay yeah. Occasional Handle. pick and roll, not like you're expecting him to you're ever right. do this is that. A good point. But like, how is he getting to those points? Is he just a catch-and-shoot dynamo? I've got him not penciled, but penned in for that already. So You know another interesting thing about him? And I know a lot of people keep hitting us up. Like, one of the biggest questions we get is, like, why hasn't he signed the extension? And, look, I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's anything to it. I'm, I'm sure they have plenty of time, and I don't. it doesn't seem like either side is showing that they have any, like, sense of urgency for this sure. or, like, nerves or anything about it. But I expect that at the end of the day, he is going to have a massive contract with the Nuggets heading into the season. Whether it's a max, whether it's a close to a max, whether it has conditions to it, whatever, I don't know. But here's the thing nobody's talking about. This happened with Jamal Murray. A little bit of the fun and innocence is sucked out of it once you become a max player because Michael Porter, to me, has not yet demonstrated to be a max. As Jamal Murray, when he signed his max extension, had not demonstrated it. He had demonstrated that he was very likely to become that in short right. order and right. probably be more than that for the, the, you know, the terms of his career or whatever. But at this very moment, like we just went through a playoffs where you're like, yeah, he's not he's not matching the true max players, your Chris sure. Paul and your Devin Booker, sure. even your DeAndre Ayton. So um, he hasn't quite demonstrated. And as much as we all enjoy him and love him and the fan base does, once you sign a max contract, your expectations are the very top level. Like, okay, now you need to be an all-star caliber or very close to that player. And if he's anything short of that, I wonder if like some of the fun is sucked out. If, if he has an almost identical regular season as he had last year, will people be like, this isn't a max guy. Oh, he hasn't I mean, improved. We were there with Jamal, right? And he totally. just immediately came out and proved, no, I am. I absolutely am to such an extent where now, even if you have sort of regular season frustrations with Jamal, you, you want to couch them, all right? Yeah. And just be like, look, it's fine. He'll be that guy in the playoffs. To an extent, I think Porter does need to have some some kind of success in the playoffs at the next level where I better, you know, you better believe that the YouTube live comments will be right. about that contract. And maybe at times, rightfully so. And no, that's the thing. Like we haven't talked about MPJ's contract; he's a rookie contract, and now it becomes a thing. And yeah, if you get matched up, you know, in the first round with say a um, uh, uh, Clippers team that you feel you're better than, but Paul George, who's a great defender and a great player, outperforms MPJ, then yeah, that becomes the conversation: Is sure. this guy even a max? He just did this or that. So it's just something I expect to enter the zeitgeist. But that being said. I have so much confidence in Michael Porter as a player. It's like weird that skeptical of Jamal and Jamal proved me wrong. 
especially right. in that bubble run. And now we're kind of. And now it's like the opposite, where MPJ hasn't quite proven this to me. But I, I'm such a buy and Yoke was kind of the easiest of both, where I, I believed in him early. But to me, I feel like anybody that watched him, even in limited minutes, you're like, this is special. So you didn't. But there's tension here with MPJ where. I kind of feel he's better than what he's demonstrated so far. Sure. And there's also this sort of comfort in it did work out with Jokic. It did work out with right. Jamal. So that's now true. it's can Porter be a third Man, guy? that's a good one. And that's a it's a different ask, right? And with all with all the holes in his game, if it was about Porter being the number two option right. on a budding contender, we're probably on the other side of this fence. Probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. I don't even know what like a successful at this moment. I'm sure we'll do this more for MPJ later on, but like what a regular season looks like. I just find him compelling as a player because he can score so easily, he shoots so well, and you just have this sense that there's all this potential that's untapped, and every year you expect him to uncover, to excavate a little bit of that. I mean, just think of all the things he didn't do well and literally didn't know how to do. Yeah. And the and and the bare minimum you were working with was like an efficient 19, 20-point-per-game right, right, score. Right, so, right. in theory, it's only up from here. Is there anybody else that you feel maybe deserves some honorable mention here? I mean, Jamal <laughs> Murray could be easily be on this list. problem is he's not playing for most of the year, but he's, I mean, whatever it is that he is. Yeah, how about P.J. Dozier? I mean, you're still he trying to He would probably be my out, next one. Yeah, how does he hold up as a shooter, um, as essentially a third guard yeah. on a backup bench? Ball's not in his hands a ton, in theory. Right. You know, does he... How did can he can he fill that that position that role? But then can he also sort of inspire any more long term confidence as you're getting closer to decision making time on keeping PJ around? And again, one more repeat point. Sorry for the everyday people, but do teams and 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 other media members around the league care about you know view PJ Dozier at all the way we do in Denver? Probably not. Right. right? So. I don't know. I think he answers some questions one way or another. PJ Dozier maybe is the player with the second greatest range of outcomes for me. Hmm. You know, behind Aaron Gordon. But yeah. PJ Dozier, could you see him making a real leap where he shoots 38%, 39% from three on good volume, plays elite defense, and now you're like, man, this guy's incredible. Like, I could see that. Could you see him having a really disappointing season? Like, I could Absolutely. see that as well. And then yeah. maybe the, it's done for him or whatever. So um, he would probably be my third choice. Monte Morris is interesting just because he's getting the bigger the bigger job, the bigger responsibility. My only pushback on that would be, like, I just have confidence he'll be really yeah. good yeah. in that role. Will Barton, I, I just feel like we the range of outcomes on him is more narrow. I mean, he's 30 years old. We know kind of more or less who he is. Here's a fun one. Who's the le- Jeff Green's kind of interesting, too, because he's such a wild card. <laughs> Who's the least interesting player? Jermichael Green. I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a bummer that it's just like, you know yeah, what it right. is. He should be in the rotation. <laughs> It's good, really good. That that about covers that. Yeah, he's gonna do his job. I can't imagine a good thirty point night from him this year. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's happening. Like, Dude, do you guys remember that January stretch from Jermichael? <laughs> Triple double every night. It was incredible. I can't believe it happened. Um, Zeke Naji's gonna be on the list for least interesting players too. He's in a Jermichael Green role though. Like he's might yeah. shoot some threes. Yeah, the only thing is he's he's this younger guy. Yeah. So does he look better or worse than we expect? Can you throw a bone to Argentina real quick. Yeah, I mean Facundo Campazzo. He, look, is he, he in the Jermichael camp where you just kind of know what you feel like you know what he is and isn't? Yes, but also calling him uninteresting feels ridiculous because <laughs> he's my size and he's an international champion. Is there any chance that Bones Highland is the most interesting? I guess if he plays, if just somehow he plays, he's like the most interesting one. He's, he's the most interesting in training. <laughs> in training, he's, he's everything okay. in training. Yeah. All right, we'll hit a break. On the other side, though, we're going to get to a bunch more of these superlatives. I see some good ones. By the way, the chat looks like MPJ is a. Uh, 
uh, very high on the list for people. Oh, I see some bowl in here. Bowl, not interesting. I don't think we're going to see him. We've seen bowl. I don't think we'll see him again for a while. Bowl will be an answer to one of these questions. Yeah. Um, you know what's really interesting to me? What's that? Breckenridge Brewery. And speaking of superlatives, you know what is? You know which beer is the most likely to be drunk by a Nuggets fan? Is it the Mile High City Copper Mile Lager? Mile High City Copper Lager. And you'll know what I'm talking about if you've seen it. It tastes great. It looks great. It's got that sleek blue can with the Nuggets logo on it. They're partners. I mean, that's the official Nuggets beer, man. Go out and get it. It's delicious. And if you don't know where to get it, punch it into your Breck Beer locator. It's a pretty sweet tool for those of you that are into beer. You use, you tell it where you live, and you tell it what beer you want. It tells you where to go. Seems straightforward to me. So try that Mile High City Copper Lager. If you're looking for uh, more than just drinks, if you want some food as well, farmhouse is open. Socially distanced, beautifully set up. But if you're more comfortable at home, you can order that curbside pickup from 12 to 8 p.m. You can also get beer delivered from the Drizzly app, or you can head to your nearest grocery store like King Supers or Costco. Remember, order delicious food and booze from that farmhouse if you're able. Support our friends. Call 303-803-1380 from 12 to 8 p.m. Use code DNVR to save five dollars. We're always looking out for you. We're, we're trying to get you, uh, trying to get you good beer, good food. We're also trying to get you employed. How about that? So Ball Arena, as in you know the Nuggets Ball Arena, as in the aerospace technology company, as in the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. We're talking ball, and if you want to work for them, guess what? They have an aluminum can plant in Golden. Text Golden to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. That's jobs.ball.com and search for Golden or simply text Golden to 77222. You done already? I'm done. Um, all right, so back here, segment two, going to keep on with these superlatives. And the first one I got up here, we're going to do Western and Eastern. We'll start with Western Conference. Which Western Conference team is the most volatile? So it has, well, can it have the most volatile season? So maybe they're a good team, could, could really break poorly for them, though. I think there's an easy answer to this question, and it's the Los Angeles Lakers. Really? Yeah. I think that's an easy question, too. That's not my answer, but let me hear yours. Okay. I think that they could win a title. I think that they could finish in that seventh seed again. Yeah. I think they could. could. Would they finish in the seventh seed healthy? I don't think so. I'm saying, is it possible? I, I suppose the fit is so horrible. Mm. Um, I just think that that's enough sheer talent to win regular season games one way or another. So the volatility really comes from injuries primarily. Injuries, yeah. Just everyone's age. Just a, a guys that you know all once had different roles than they do now, right? With the exception of maybe LeBron, who even now might be more of a second banana. Um, oh, washed king. Uh, just giving him corny motivation. Yeah. I don't even believe how that. corny was I don't that even believe thing. what I just said. The Wash King thing. Yeah, I think it was Win on this show telling me um, someone like did a deep dive on that. No one has used the words Wash King. Oh, of course. Other than LeBron James anywhere. It's the dumbest thing. Ever. He's the anywhere. corniest person on earth. But OK, keep going. We digress. But yeah, just volatile. Maybe the fits really poor. I don't know, man. They could. The West is pretty good. And I don't know if I'm looking at them like automatically like the kings of this conference or anything like that. One time I had David Thorpe on a pod, and I asked him, like, if athleticism overrated, and he laughed and said, hell no. And he's like, it's like the most important thing in sports. And I get what he's – I get that perspective. The, the Lakers are going to test this out, and I think for me the thing about them is in the regular season, athleticism really matters because 
you're not game planning for a team's weaknesses, and so just the speed and and strength of a team really shines through. And I think the Lakers. That's I think they're going to be a good regular season team. I do wonder about health. I mean, that hangs over all of this. To me, their volatility is almost exclusive, at least in the regular season, is almost exclusively through health. And sure. could you see one, two, or three of their main big three getting injured at any point? Of course. So of course. That, that to me is it. But when healthy, I think they're going to look a lot like they did this last year, which is to say the best team in the West in the regular season. But the question that I think we really don't have answered for the Lakers this season um, – or, or this last season, but certainly won't be the case for this upcoming season, is what kind of playoff team are they? Because mm-hmm. they don't have a ton of spacing, and that's the thing I wonder about is could they be a one seed that gets bumped in the second round because they have fatal flaws that not just one or two teams are able to exploit, but most teams are able to say, okay, here's what we're doing against this team, and it works. Sure. That's, my, that's, why, that's why I would have them volatiles, more like their postseason upside. Again, Maybe not. Maybe they just destroy everyone and, and we all look silly. My team, I thought it was obvious, is the Portland Trailblazers. Well, it was something about the way the question was framed. I, oh, my bad. I was thinking about wider range of outcomes. I mean, most likely oh, to okay. explode, it's yeah. Portland all day long. I guess with the... With that the, that kind of is, I think, more of it. But you're right. Range but, of outcomes, but specifically negative outcomes. But to the... Yes, you're right that Portland's the right answer to this question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, their season, I could just see going like really south early i don't love that roster i don't think it's that great there's a little bit of i think they've had this for several years whether they want to admit it or not but i think there's a little bit of a we know we're not good enough i think this year if there's ever if it wasn't there before you can say it's there this time sucks for chauncey man that's a really tough one um the pelicans sneaky low-end team not a playoff team but i could see their season really going off the rails like really early yeah and just really being bad i mean if they're like Christmas and they're five games out of the playoffs or something because there's that things haven't gone well or other surprise teams are hot and it's not them like they're that can go really really poorly I don't expect it will happen but there's just bad vibes around New Orleans yeah yeah I I <laughs> would choo-choo. I would say they're likely to bottom out in that way Dallas volatile no because they have Luca I think Dallas is hey kind of where they've been for the last two years can i tell you one reason i think they're hyper volatile sure rick carlisle is a, is a great regular season i coach. forgot about that a great regular season coach jason kidd is not okay so the potential here is that luca just hates jason kidd from start no, it doesn't to even have to be that it's that maybe carlisle was better at regular season like oh, management than That's we think and now you just throw in a regular coach and it's like all of a sudden you're not getting everything out of luca sure I mean, look, I don't think you can look at Dallas and say, yeah, they, they got better. Right. They made those improvements. Maybe, but it's a question mark to me. I think Golden State's also volatile. Yeah, that's the... There's ob- actually a lot of... This is the season of volatility. I mean, the Nuggets are... Like, the Nuggets are volatile. So, yeah. Yeah, Golden State's an interesting one. An interesting one. I thought Clay was coming back early. He's not coming back now, it sounds like. Maybe Christmas at the earliest, but likely January. Um also adding a player halfway through a little old i think it does sort of maybe take them out of that like top three seed conversation yeah a full season of clay you go look it's still those three guys i'm scared of that but at this point i don't know i don't know if you can say like utah and phoenix are gonna win a boatload of games man we're doing this thing and i'm telling you like i'm going through the list of teams this is the season of volatility it really is because then you go to the clippers they don't have Kawhi. 
they they their season could go off the rails really quickly. We started this with there's an easy answer to this there's question. An easy Went answer. in two different directions <laughs> so and have funny. named six runner up. <laughs> there are six honorable mentions, seven honorable mentions. I like, I like this comment. Please call it down. Kings will be terrible. That's so true. That's so true. They got Rashawn Holmes back. I'm so ready. It's a lock. I'm so ready for the Nuggets to sweep the Kings this year. Please. It is possible that the Nuggets are the most volatile team. Maybe. I just actually don't. That this is where you just say what we know about the Nuggets is that Jokic is a stabilizing force. He is such a stabilizing force. <laughs> There's going to be a, a a good basement floor on this team. They won't fall through. Is this a big season for? I mean, I think everybody kind of realized that when Murray went down this last year and they stayed afloat, but then they got swept. Do you feel like this is even a bigger year for Yoke in that way? In this like weird narrative way. Not that he cares, but like if the Nuggets are a two seed before Jamal Murray gets sure. back, are people like, "Yo, this guy's incredible"? Nah, it'll just be like, "Well, Porter Jr. Yeah, yeah, made yeah, the yeah. leap." Yeah, but so true. It shouldn't be the former. Uh, going over to the Eastern Conference, most volatile. There's an easy answer here. I'm just kidding. I actually don't even have. Mine, I was gonna mine say, to go. you son of a. Um, was it the Sixers, Seventy Sixers? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one because they literally have a player not responding. Yeah, to the second most important player on the team is. Does anyone know? No one knows where he is. Nobody knows where he is. That so is a good answer. I'll go in that. Direction. Do you think? That, but how do you think this gets resolved? I know there's no inside info on this. Just to like. He's not answering. Daryl Morey's 100% doing the slow play thing. He's doing the. They did this with James Harden, too, right? In Houston. They were like, oh, we'll just go into camp and it'll be fine. He, like, never showed up. He's posting. He was, like, getting more vocal about how discontent he was. Meanwhile, just jacking the asking price up. Yeah. Some big brain <laughs> negotiation tactic. Yeah, that's the part. I don't know. Do you see Morey, like, relenting on this ridiculous asking price anytime soon? No. But then immediate follow up. Do you see Ben Simmons playing for Philadelphia with a smile on his face? Absolutely not. I honestly don't see him responding to these text messages. So, like, I, I, why would he, man? I know. I'm with you. So I don't know. That's a that's a tough situation. You hate to see it. <laughs> Brooklyn is you always is it. Brooklyn, and you know you've got just the the mix of personalities. Yeah, but they're yeah. so talented that you're like. They're, they are going to be volatile, but it's expected volatility. Yeah, Eastern Conference regular season. They only need one leg of that big three at any moment in time. They'll right. be fine. You want to know my, my – this is the hottest take that I kind of believe. What if the Knicks suck? <laughs> <laughs> what if the Knicks, like last year, where they went to five first-round games – <laughs> that was like the pinnacle. And this was the whole the the garden is back, but it's just like the Knicks are a seven, eight seed. I think play we, in. I think they're ready for a repeat. Just a repeat from start to finish. Four last seed. Year. Four lose. seed. Lose. <laughs> then it's gonna get real ugly. Let's make it Miami this year. I want Miami to be the team that smacks them. Boston Celtics pretty volatile. I mean they got new coach. Yeah. You know. So are they good? What do you think? By Eastern Conference standings. <laughs> I think they're the exact same as they were this year. Like we're not no not to be taken seriously. Mm. Yeah, the whole thing seems to have sort of run its course, and the shakeup with the brass doesn't necessarily inspire confidence that this is the year things like you know look great. But I do wonder if they are a team that there are a lot of outlier circumstances that can sort of influence a team's lack of success in these last two years, and I just wonder to what extent Boston falls under that umbrella. But we'll see. I yeah. don't think they're. I'm. I'm bored of the Celtics. At this I am point. too. I, and I feel like, yeah, I just feel like they're right there. Um, the Pacers are my my aforementioned belief in Rick Carlisle being able to carry a regular season. That that's a team that I would be be surprised if they were really good next year in the regular season. Just a really good regular season. Yeah, team. flirt with like a five. or They four also season. have some moves to be made. I feel like you know they they're a team that has some trade pieces. 
Um, the Bulls are my they're my side piece team next year. I'm already excited about them, but I don't know about volatile. I guess volatile. They could be volatile. Is there any chance the Heat kind of stink? Like everyone just looks a little older than they'd hoped. No, I don't see that. I don't see it. Could be yeah, wrong. I, I wouldn't put my money on it. And but. then the Bucks are just like I feel like they're the. Talk about a stabilizing force. If you have a healthy Giannis, you're you're a top three seed. Just won a title. Yeah. The Bucks are still like on vacation. We circle back to the Nuggets here. Which non-starter is most likely to earn a starting spot? I wanted this question to be fun, but I think it's actually boring. Yeah. I don't even know what the right question answer to the question is. Jeff Green? <laughs> I don't think that's the right answer. It could be. I mean, I guess. He does seem to be like... Who, who are you plugging him in for, though? Because you think about... Here's the thing that's difficult about this. Jamal Murray's not losing his starting spot. Jokic isn't learning, losing his. And I don't think Michael Porter's losing his. Aaron Gordon, like, come on, man. You're not, you're not knocking Aaron Gordon. So that leaves one spot that is in, like, any world hypothetically up for grabs. I think it's Will Barton by a country mile. And then P.J. Dozier. But could you see a scenario where that bench unit that we talked about yesterday is just like, man, this could be good if we had one scorer on there. And so you swap P.J. for Barton, Barton, and you're like, hey, it's for the greater good. That's the only situation I could even envision when fully healthy. I agree. I agree with you. Four players are locked in. I I think yeah I think I if, think five are fully healthy I think five are locked in Me too. and I look man not reporting anything certainly wasn't in the room I would I strongly guess that part of the two thirty two negotiations included hey we're trying to win a title and you our are you are our starter right I would think that that came up yeah I would think it came up as well uh, so I don't see anybody here. Um, I don't even see a world where like Jamal Murray comes back and doesn't look good and he comes off the bench. Like that'd be the craziest thing. Imagine if he doesn't come back to like March tenth. Right. So there's only like ten games and he starts for like seven of those. It's about playoff time. It's like he's clearly not himself. All right, Monte starting. Jamal, you're our you're our bench scorer. Yeah, but that's just like the this season's in the dumps timeline. <laughs> so I try not to entertain it. What if you win that way? Let's say you win a championship with Jamal Murray coming off yeah, the bench. See. Do you run it back and you're like, hey, we know you're like our second best player, but this worked for us. How do you feel about sixth man of the year? <laughs> That's so stupid. Um, player, this is an easy one. Player most likely to hit a game winner. Jokic. So that we have to throw him to the side because it's clearly Jokic. So Jokic, <laughs> we could pencil him in for like two or three game winners. I mean, you're setting the line on Jokic game winners this year. How many would you... What would the line be? Two and a half. What are you taking? Under. That's six. That one time he had six, I think, was it last year or the year before? Two, two years ago. That's such an outlier. You just don't get that many chances. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he, we're going to see any sort of drop-off or anything, but we we talked about this before. I have a hard time like saying, oh, all the magic stuff is going to happen again. Right. You know, like yeah. a magical season. Then again... That's who Jokic is. Jokic is such a magical being. He is such a magical. If you've set it at two and a half, if we're saying like go ahead or like go ahead basket, so this could be 30 seconds or under go ahead basket, I'll go over. Well, then I'm taking If you're saying like, yeah, the final buzzer or something like buzzer beater game winner, like, yeah, I go under. But but I digress. All right, who's the second most likely player to hit a game winner this year? This is an interesting one. I'm going to say Monte Morris. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna say Monte. Morris. That's that's a, you just were trying to be. Uh, you're right, 100. <laughs> right. I'll go Will Barton. Uh, Will Barton will that have the ball the in guy. his hands. That's I think he'll guy. have a lot of shots. Um, 
I, and honestly, I think he'll have one or two this year just by virtue of, like, you can't all be yoke. Sometimes you double-team yes. yoke and somebody's open. And I think you're going to see a fair amount of Barton Jokic two-man down the stretch yeah. of some games. You know who I don't think will have the most game winners? But MPJ will have the most, like, nail in the coffin, maybe. Just, Ooh. like, you know what I mean? Like Up five. Up five, one two minute, minutes to go. Yeah. He's in the corner and just drains it. Was it the Mavericks? Yeah, oh, no. So, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're going to see some of those. MPJ honestly, he might. He's the funnest answer. Like his game winners are fun because he has the aesthetic of a game yeah, winner. This, yeah. this is why Kobe was always like number one game winner guy, oh. even though the, the statistics didn't. It's because they look so perfect so when, he, cool. when he gets so the fadeaway. You're like, yeah, that was perfect. So true. Um, I would love for my, MPJ to be the answer. What would happen if MPJ had like six game winner? He went on a Jokic 2020 campaign and just has all these game winners. And now oh. it's like, well, who's your closer, Jamal Yoke? MPJ. The first thing that happens is I lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, most likely to to disappoint. That's no fun. I know, but we have to have some not fun here. Who's most likely to have a disappointing season? Really lets you down. Will Barton. Oh, that one's painful. Oh, that Will one's Barton. painful. Because of injury or what? Maybe trying to do a little too Ooh. much in the Murrayless ecosystem. Wow. Misses some game winners, tries to do exactly what you just said about someone's got to be open. Jokic is going to be covered. Maybe doesn't get him the ball a couple times, and then of course no one needs me to explain the reaction to that from the fan base. So I would say there's yeah, Martin's on the table. I don't see that one for me. It's Aaron Gordon, and just because again the wide range of outcomes obviously lends itself to a negative one here. Um, I, I hope he'll be good. I hope he'll be fun. I really worry that he is neither fun nor great, but yeah. like great defense. He could be one of those guys that shows up in every lineup as like think about Paul Millsap shows up in every lineup as like a great plus minus guy, but then you're always like, man, he's shooting twenty eight percent all season three, long. People are kind of annoyed with misses so many yeah. layups. And we're like, what's going on here? Yeah, um, just dunk. It. I mean, look, I think people are gonna. I think people misunderstand Aaron Gordon in Denver, and I think that's just like a recipe for disappointment. Mm. And I think that'll be the case for certain stretches of this season. I wonder, can Austin Rivers have a disappointment? Because he's no. not, you don't think so? I was just wondering, like, what if he just can't shoot all year? Then you're like, you're still like, word man, remember that Portland game? <laughs> I think Austin Rivers would be a guy that Malone would nev never give up on. Yeah. Because he plays hard, he defends, he knows what he's doing. Says all the right stuff. And then like, all the and right his stuff. shot looks okay. So I could, I could just see him never making a shot. That's like, the well. other thing is I didn't realize, you know, I guess when his approach is, is dialed in, what a higher, like how much more playable Austin Rivers was at his worst. The defense, he could put the ball on the floor in a pinch. Right. You know what I mean? You can do much worse on your bench as a good team. Yeah. Uh, all right, on the other side here, I want to talk about career highs. I have career highs for basically all the guys in the key rotation. So I want to talk about which players will set a new career high. There's, I, I actually think the number is like seven nuggets will set a career high this year. It's quite a few. Um, we'll talk about that on the other I side. I got to do another break? Yeah, to do what another is this, one. dude? What do we do this, like every day? I'm wearing my Manscaped boxers. I was going to show you guys. Uh, Manscaped sent me an email. They asked me to stop showing strangers my Manscaped boxers <laughs> in the street. So I won't do it on the internet either, but I will tell you that if you get that Performance Package 4.0, you're getting uh, the best value in men's grooming. It comes with the Lawnmower 4.0, fourth generation trimmer, trimmer, cutting edge ceramic blade, reduced grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It's got that LED spotlight. I've told you about that before. 
It also comes with prop, uh, crop preserver, which is ball deodorant and crop reviver. Little supplement throughout the day. Little pop, pop. Don't smell so bad. I don't know what that was. Anyway, <laughs> Manscaped, the best a man can do in men's grooming. And you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Do it. I recommend it. How about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app? Anyone into uh, anyone into college football these days? Oh, no, no, no. The read wow. has flipped over, Adam. I've told you all about college football, but the NFL is back. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner NFL is the, the NFL, most fun, fun one to bet on. Is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season. Receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. You don't have to win your bet. You just have to place your bet. If you have not downloaded this app, do it. I'm Use- waking up from a little uh, betting slumber. I'm not going to lie. Are you really? I'm ready for it. Yeah. Football betting is fun, man. Football, fitting, it's football like, betting is I, very I almost fun. need it to now get into to football. Me too. Outside of the Broncos. Outside of the Broncos Daddies. season, though. I'm telling you, I'm getting, I'm I'm getting, getting hyped. Ex- I'm getting excited. I was in the house for the preseason game. A lot of You're fun. You're feeling it? I was feeling it. But anyway, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download it now. Use code DNVR. Receive $200 in free bets when you place one bet on any week one game. Just place the bet, guys. They're going to give you more money. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. And finally, Adam. Just inching along here, yeah. Yeah, this take is your t- take your time. Tough, tough pace for me. Solace Meds. It's our uh, the official dispensary of DMVR. How about that? Solace Meds is four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, and one just blocks away on East Colfax. That's not far from us, Adam. I don't know what you're doing after the show. Hitting up Solace. Nice, dude. I was going to say probably taking care of your children, but if you oh, want, yeah, that too. I can hit up Solace for you. Dixie Elixirs, two for 30. Spectra, 20% off. Ripple, 25% off. Silver Shelf Flyer, 15% off. Connoisseur Shelf Concentrates, 15% off. Wow, great deals. But what? There's more? There's more. Head into any location. You get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention the code DNVR20. You get a free Solace Bar or a free King Cone. You also get 20% off that order. And if you're a real pro, you'll stack it up with their other daily deals, their other weekly deals. Solace Meds, you walk out a winner every time. All right, here, back here, final segment here, DNVR Nuggets podcast. Again, we're live at 10 o'clock. We moved it up to 10 o'clock to accommodate my children. Ugh. <laughs> we're going to be 10 o'clock for, it looks like, the next six weeks. And then guess what? Is Guess what's in six weeks? The, the, se- the preseason? The preseason. Not the offseason, the preseason. Oh my God! The funky music—I get we can hear it in our hearts and souls. It's actually less than six weeks. I think it's five weeks. Have you talked to Spano about getting us out to Oklahoma for that back-to-back? <laughs> for the back-to-back, yeah, to I wrap have to up the five-game yeah. preseason. It's a drive, though. You got to drive. Uh, we're pitching a tent. Let's let's rent a camper. I'm rent in a little camper out to Oklahoma City. It is funny that there's a, a a preseason back-to-back in Oklahoma City. You know the only good thing about that—that that second night, Bones Highland, baby. He's going to play 40 minutes that night. There's no way Malone's That's playing, right. guys. That's a good point. Yeah, he's going to be playing well, so it's much. Well, it's also in a different arena. We actually, you know what we'll get that game if you want to get hyped. You, you're trying to play this down, and now I'm all hyped about it. Oh. Guess what we will get? Second night of back-to-back. Poku versus Bol Bol. Poku versus Bol Bol. Don't, don't tell me you're not excited no, no, about no. that. No, no, no. Listen, as far as preseason action goes, that's a headliner. That's a main event. That's like a top. Yeah, like you'll never get that matchup ever again. I'm in. I'm in as well. I'm very in. 
Um, all right, so we're going to talk about player career highs here, and I'm going to give you a player. You can tell me if you think they'll have a career high or not over this number. Monte Morris. What would you guess his career high is? Single single game scoring. Single game. 25? 24. So you were close. Will he set a new career high this season? Yes. I agree. I think he's like maybe one of the easier locks. Yeah. I think averages are all going to go up, and he's probably going to set some single game career highs. If you think about it, you hit like – Three threes in the first quarters because you got hot and you got the opportunity and you're up to nine points. Like, okay, you're well on your way. Get a couple free throws in here late game. I don't know. I just I feel like he'll have opportunity. Um, I don't think it'll be that high, though. I think he'll have like a 28-point game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Monte goes for 40. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Uh, P.J. Dozier, what would you guess his career high is? 23. Yeah, you got it right. Perfect, 23. I think that's another one that's going to, like, be shattered shattered so you have to think about it this way pj dozier is the most likely guy to step into major minutes first of all i think he'll play a lot of minutes right off the bat anyway but he's likely to play like 33 34 minutes if porter gets hurt if barton gets hurt if monte gets hurt if faku gets hurt like if any of those guys get hurt all of a sudden you have no replacement behind him and he's playing a ton of minutes so and also let's be honest dozier when he gets going, he's... Yeah, that's true. Monte could, like, hit eight in a row and not shoot for an entire quarter. Sure. PJ, if he hits, like, two in a row, it's like, okay, the third one's going up right you away. You guys are not touching the ball. Yeah. That's a great point. All right. You're taking it? I'll take it. I am taking that one as well. Faku's career high, 19. No? No. He's peaked? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Faku will have a banger of a game. I think if, he's, if he spot starts... I think Faku will have like a 20, 28 point game. I think all these guys will have like. 28? Yeah, Dude, man. Sign me up for that. <laughs> That's going to be your favorite you game. You let me know when year. that game is. Is that your favorite game <laughs> yeah. of the year? A preemptive. What do you want? A uh, MPJ 40 piece or a Faku 25 piece? You already know. Is it really Faku? <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> okay. uh, Jokic, 50. Mm. <laughs> I love that you're thinking about this. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no as well. <laughs> 50 piece, man. Yeah, man. But like at, at what point does the bit of like putting a ceiling on Jokic only to have him prove us wrong sort of teach us a lesson? It's so true. Like, There's oh, no way Jokic is. If Jokic broke 50 again this year, it'd be so dope. He's not going to get any better, guys. <laughs> he, probably, he probably will. He comes back and has like six 50 point games. <laughs> yeah. We're just like. I don't know why we thought he peaked uh, at 23, but yeah. apparently he's just getting more and more awesome. But I do. I'll stick with under. I'll stick with under, too. A 50 piece is just hard to come by. Uh, Will Barton's career high, 37 points. Mm. That's probably going to finish his career high. Really? That's a lot of points. Barton's a, gr- a Barton's a great role player, but he's not a star. That's a, that's a, that's a I'm going to take over. Barton's going to have one crazy game. Was one of them. Barton can get hot, man, and he's become a better three-point shooter as his career goes on. That's I true. think there's a game where he goes like six for 12 from three, uh, gets to the line 10 times. What are we at? Six, 12, 18, 20, <laughs> 28 points. Okay, okay, I need yeah. another. Wow, I do need another 12 points somewhere. I'm just saying, 37 is a lot. I think he. I, I'm. That's my boldest take. My five pepper take. Yeah, I, I was going to say it. you're in full every night. Blacko Chanchar though. has 14 as a career high. No. No. Oh, come on. Does he play enough? Yes. He's ahead of Zeke. <laughs> we just determined it. That's true. That's true. I'll say it's only fourteen. I'll say no. Look, I can't say yes to everyone. All right. All right. 
Uh, well, you'll say none of this one. Aaron Gordon, career high. Guess what it is? Probably something dumb, like 35? 41. 41? He has a 41-point game under his belt. Yeah, under. <laughs> yes, definitely under. I just 41? I can't imagine. If, if if Gordon scored 40 this season, I, I do feel like that would be one of the big stories of the year. Yeah. Even if it was just a one-off, it'd be like, hey, is that game he went on, he went crazy? And then we start doing the Orlando Magic thing. Could he be a top option? <laughs> that's first game of the year. He has 40, and we're like, wow, the new Gordon. That's the only 20-point oh, like, game he has. All right, who's more likely to get 40, Gordon or Barton? Barton. Okay. Jermichael Green's career high is 29. Really? Yeah. Under. Way under for him. I he can't has 29? Yeah. Well, this one will really get you. Jeff Green. Career high. He used to be a gunner. I know. I bet it's really up there. I don't know, man. 43. 43. He has a 43 piece. Definitely going under on that one. All right, the most fun one. Are you ready? Yeah. Drum roll. MPJ. Career high. 39. In the bubble. Over! <laughs> Take it over. Let's go. I am. What's your confidence level on that? Irresponsibly high. <laughs> bet the farm. Yeah, dude. Just, like, don't ask me about Porter for a while. I'm so ready to watch him just <laughs> explode. So here's the thing about regular season Michael Porter. He had, like, a 20-point quarter, right? First quarter, and then he finishes with 24. Yeah. That was his problem is he'd have these multiple crazy stretches, five-minute, 10-minute stretches. And then he's silent. And then just goes away. And, like, that's the growth is can he have two or three of those in one game? That's Steph Curry-level stuff. Um, I'm going to go over, too. How much over, though? 39's a lot. Yeah, probably not much. But what, I, I give think the number. I'm sure we're going to do this again in like six weeks. 42? 40, oh, my God. A little baby over. Hey, you made me. I'm going to go 45. All right. I'm going to go 45, and I feel good about it. So those are our over-unders. And then you got you know other guys that'll send um, that'll set career highs, like Bones Highland if he plays a single minute and scores a basket. That's a good point. High. That's accurate. Um, yeah. So you got that guy as well. Um, bowl, bowl, maybe he could set one and just in garbage time alone. I think his is like 11. So, you know, you got a couple other guys that could do it. Um, most likely new rivalry. Phoenix Suns. Ooh, this was an easy one. Easy one. Easy one. And I'm ready for it because I think the Jazz are still there, although every, I think both sides of Utah Denver is ready to be over that. Okay. You know what I mean? Ready for one team. Utah just, and Denver? Yeah. Like they've been, they've been. I'm not. Here's, I just think that it's sort of a more stagnant rival. Like, that like they're kind of locked in. I okay. think Denver shed Portland last year. I do. Yeah. I think they're just like, look, this is we are not the same. You know that was a cute series back then, but like we're done with this. There's room for a new one, and I think it's Phoenix. I love that the NBA gave them that first game on ESPN. Um, these are two young cores that could should be competitive for a long time, and uh, you know Jamal, healthy Jamal, for whatever reason, loves to kill the Suns. Oh, my God. I just said that this is the new best scenario. It's like the Nuggets get matched up with the Suns this next year with Jamal back. And, like, Jamal maybe, you know, it's been up and down. We can't remember. But the Suns, for whatever reason, just like, boom, I'm ready for this. He goes off. I was thinking about, uh, I think Harrison circled. I want to say it's March 24th. They get the Suns. And then from Where there. At, do you know? Uh, I think it's at home. Okay. And then from there, it's a it's a like three or four bad teams in a row. Okay. So we sort of had that circled as a potential Jamal return date. 
Man, that late though. What was it, March twenty fourth? Yeah, it's pretty late. Okay, that could be late. Um, I like that one. I think that might be the right answer because you look at Portland, still a rivalry, and they have enough pieces there that you're that you still kind of like whatever. I mean, Nurk's still there. Utah, still a rivalry to me. The Lakers are still a team I think Nuggets fans hate, but that's not really a rivalry. It's kind of its own thing. Yeah. I don't know out west if there's another team. Minnesota, maybe, if they kind of get good. but The Clippers, but even that almost yeah. feels like... Nah. It, I, is it crazy if I say it feels sort of beneath? I don't know about beneath. Wow, but, I love it. That's spicy. This is... I love it. It's so smug. I You're feel right. Like, the Clippers are beneath us. Yeah. There's like... There's a... If any team sees right through the Clippers, I think Denver does. Yeah. All right. Phoenix it is, man. Phoenix, dude. I'm with it. Natural. There's a natural, like, all right, eight and Jokic. You got Booker and Murray. Yeah, like a good, healthy rivalry. The fans already beat one fan, beat the crap out yeah. of another fan. So oh, that I could. You know what? I could see that too. You get back to Denver and you got all these dudes oh, that are like, we got to, we got to, like, get our honor back yeah. and just, like, hey, somebody video me, like, assaulting this. Guy. <laughs> That's my lock of the season, actually. Lock of the season. Uh, Noah Tucker had a good one here. He says, <laughs> rank the performances of the upcoming season. Um, th- like this is individual games. I'm guessing first, second, third. So who will have the single best game of the season? It's gonna be Jokic. I mean, come on, that's Jokic. like the easiest lock of the year. Yeah. Number two, I think it's Porter. Yeah. So I think another lot. pretty easy lock. Number number three, three intriguing. Predictably, I'll go Barton. Yeah, I think that's probably accurate. I'm gonna go Will Barton as well. I think he has a pretty pretty solid game. You want to say Jamal Murray, but it's just hard to say. Like, does this mean Jamal Murray will not have a better game than Burton's best game this whole year? I mean, look, if he comes back in March, it's a pretty short so runway short. to turn around and look great. So it doesn't feel blasphemous. But at the same time, like, you know, we just talked about Barton has a 37. He has like two, three 30-point games in his career. So if Murray came back and just had one of those, sure, there's a good chance. Yeah, I might be sleeping on the Murray possibility. Um, Gordon's the other one that you think could have a real breakout game. What if it's what – what are the odds it is not – one of the five starters. There's low, not odds. extremely low. Yeah, you know who like is a sneaky pick for this? Maybe Jeff Green. I know. <laughs> I, I was see Jeff Green having like a crazy. With him, it'd probably be more of like a crazy fourth quarter. I can't believe how many, like Jeff Green. All right, cool, a nice small little signing, and then people keep asking me these offseason questions, and Jeff Green's the answer to like a third of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I'm I'm really curious to see how he fa- factors in. Another one here from Noah Tucker. Rank the guys who might visit the G League this season. Um, so in terms of ranking, it's a lock that Marcus Howard will be down there. I think it's a, close enough to a lock that Bones Highland will be down there. So yeah. those two guys are locks. I think there's two more players. Zeke goes at some I point. I think Zeke goes at some point, especially if everybody's healthy. He's just got to send him down there. And I think Bull Bull is down there. Now, I don't know why Bull Bull wouldn't be down there. He's not going to play, so sure. wouldn't you... I don't know if you can have all four of those guys down there at the same time because you only have so many roster spots, but those are the guys I could see. Um, yeah. Well, then I put Bones one. Can I put Bones one? Am I putting the cart in front of the horse? There's no scenario where he's not at the G League, at least at some point, right? Yeah, I think so. He yeah. plays there somewhere. So. I think it's just those four guys. I don't know if there's anybody else that would go down to the G League other than like for an injury rehab, like somebody was out. Jamal Murray will actually. There's a chance Jamal Murray does go down and play at the G League to start his NBA career. This is what happens when guys come back from injuries. Sometimes they're like, "We need to see you in live action, but we don't want you to put you know go down there, play two, one game or two games, and <laughs> see how you feel." I would make the shift to watch Jamal play. What if we get Bones and Murray 
they get to play together, but it's for the, the, the drive or the goal. Oh, that's a great bold take. That's a good one. Lock that in. I'm going to lock that one in when we do our season preview. By the way, I feel – I'm not really sure what the question is with the G League guys, but as I think about it, Marcus Howard could lead the G League in scoring. So I don't know what we're ranking, but I guess maybe I'm sleeping on him. Do we have any other ones that you saw, Kale? Uh, there was a bunch at the beginning. Uh, I thought I got – this is like a one-off. Just had like a nice little like hot streak. That's Porter. Yeah, that's Porter. But it can't be Porter because Porter is. I mean, Porter had he scored so consistently. Like he'll be consistent. Right. Yeah. Flash in the pan. <sighs> Bones Highland, maybe I could see Bones. Maybe I could see him Aust- having like Austin. a little three game. Austin Rivers. Austin it's Austin Rivers. Rivers. You're right. I could see Austin Rivers like. Averaging 25 points over a three-game stretch. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, it's Austin Rivers. That's a good question. Do we have any others? Uh, who's the best contract on Nuggets right now? Jokic, because it's not a billion dollars. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still Mike, Michael Porter. It's yeah. still Michael Porter. Yes, until he's signed. Yeah. Not going to lie to you guys. People are going to people are going to hate this. Barton for 232. <laughs> not bad. Okay. Anything else? Um, you guys already covered the other ones people sent in. Alrighty, perfect. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on this fine Tuesday. We are back. Guess what? The squad's getting back together tomorrow, guys. Whoa. The squad's getting back together. You know what? I just I think I'm sick tomorrow. Well, there you go. You so. earned it. Uh, everybody hit that like button on the way out, and we'll see everybody tomorrow. I'm not sure if you've heard about the Colorado XOs, their Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team. The Colorado XOs, their athletes, they've competed at the highest level of their respective sports. They've come together, they're trying rugby, and guess what? They finished up their season at 5-5. Five and five. That's a great start for a brand new team playing against professionals that have been playing for years. If you're interested in trying out for the Colorado XO program, contact the Director of Recruitment, Peter Pask. His email is ppasqe ue at glendale.com one more time p p a s q u e at glendale.com.us